0: From the Esquire Lounge in downtown Champaign, it's the second hour of Sports Talk here on News Talk ninety three nine FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, featuring the News Gazette sports writers Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie, delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, live from the Esquire Lounge on Walnut Street in downtown Champaign, here are the News Gazette sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly.
1: Good evening once again, everybody, and welcome to our number two. We are at the Esquire. Been away for a couple of weeks due to the holidays and scheduling matters, but uh, we're back. At 106 North Walnut in downtown Champaign. The Esquire are with you until 6 o'clock. Matt Daniels is here. Bob Osmussen is here. A shout-out to Scott Ritchie, who has been a little bit under the weather. We hope to get him back in uh, the next few weeks. So, Scott, we hope you're feeling better. Yeah,
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully he is. Just uh, just all the best as as he recovers. And, uh, you know, hopefully see him back here sooner rather than
1: later. And, everybody, say hi to the hottest coach... On the University of Illinois campus, (laughs) Shauna Green is with us, the nationally ranked Fighting Illini women's basketball team at number 24, the first time in 23 years in the AP Top 20. How do you feel about that? I I know coaches have different opinions about rankings uh, during the season, but uh, give us your overall thoughts on that.
2: No, thank you first to everyone to, you know, for being here tonight. It's great to see you guys and, and appreciate all your support so far this year. It means a lot to us. So, um, you know, obviously being ranked the first time, you know, in 23 years, that's a that's a long time, <laughs> a, a long time. So so for us. You know, I in our our team, it, it means a lot. You know, for for some programs, maybe you know that's the expectation. That's and that is our expectation. But for us to achieve that that you know so quickly, um, I, I want our kids to be proud about it and and to be excited about it. But it also, you know, now you can't really fly under the radar. So people are gonna anytime you have a number by you, people want to you know, beat you even more. So we'll, we'll handle that, and I know our team will handle that, and, and our staff will, you know, we'll talk about it and we'll be prepared for it, but I want our kids to enjoy it and, and be happy and proud um, of the work that they've put in uh, to, to achieve that. Any
1: questions here from the audience? A nice audience here at the Esquire. Raise your hand, we'll get a microphone around to you. I see one in the back already. We'll get back there. It may not be me. I'm not uh, as quick as I used to be. <laughs> we'll we'll send Matt back there at, at some right. point.
2: Go ahead, Matt. Uh,
0: did you think you would be ranked last week after beating Iowa and not ranked after a loss <laughs> on Sunday?
2: Yeah, you know, I I didn't. I really didn't overthink any of it. But I thought, you know, I thought last last week we we could be obviously coming off that big Iowa win. Um, and then you know, after a loss yesterday, um, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it. But then, as I thought about it, then I, like I told our team, I said, if you if you lose to a top five team, you know, and it, it's not usually going to hurt you in, in rankings. But if you lose a game, you know, that you're not supposed to, a Northwestern or an unranked team then that can keep you out of an NCAA tournament or keep you, uh, you know, not to get not to get ranked or fall out of ranking. So, you know, and those are things that coming into this year, like I didn't even think we had to address any of those things. Like we weren't, you know, we were just focused on getting better and, and winning games. And now, you know, I want our kids to understand what net means, what it means to go on the road and win a big game and how that affects our net ranking and, you know, and, and Big Ten standing. So as we go um, – You know our expectations can have kind of changed. Even in the locker room last night, you know, after Indiana, after the locker room, you know, we're still trying to figure ourselves out. And I was, you know, I was really happy that we were there and we had chances to win. And now last night in the locker room, you know, we we don't want to just be close. We want to win those games, and and our team wants to win those games. So uh, we're going to learn from it, and, and we'll definitely be better because of yesterday. Go ahead, Bob.
3: Coach, when you got here, how much did you dive into the history? of this type of stuff like rankings and Big Ten titles. Did you know a lot of it or did you kind of have to learn how soon did you do that after t- taking the job?
2: No, I didn't, I didn't know it and it was probably the best thing that I didn't know. Okay,
3: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say, you didn't, you didn't check that out, okay.
2: If, it was tw- if I knew it was 23 years, I might not be here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Go ahead, Matt. Matt, got, Matt a, there.
0: Uh, got a question from a young lady here in the background
2: first of all thank you for being so amazing it's I've been going to the games for years and the very first game I went to I'm like this is different Wow. <laughs> okay so thank you for that and I guess thank I, you I, I'm just curious a little bit because <laughs> I feel like you've taken um, what some coaches might take a three three years we'll get this turned around and you seem to have done it in like you know three minutes and I'm just wh- what is your secret to success on on that <sighs> I think I set the bar too high now. I you guys don't think we're gonna, you know, win uh, every single game. But no, I, it, we have really good kids. We have really good kids. We have a really good staff, um, and and you know we hit the ground running. First day here, we hit the ground running, and and the kids that stayed um, have just been unbelievable. They they've bought in. They you know they kind of know the history more. Um, and and they they never they never wavered. They never questioned anything. They just wanted to be great. And then we brought in, you know, all of our transfers that again they didn't look you know, they never questioned, oh, why would I want to go to to Illinois that haven't won or been ranked for twenty three years or in an NCAA tournament for how long it's been. They believed in in us as people and as coaches and in our vision. And I think when you have people like that that make decisions to come here for the right reasons, like I did. I said, if you know, I didn't obviously come here because it was uh, this, you know, tradition-filled program. I came here because of the people, because of the vision, because I believed that we could do something really, really special with how we do it. And when you get all of that together and you work really, really hard every single day um, and do things the right way, I, I truly believe that you can accomplish anything. And... You know, so that's really, that's really been our mindset since day one. Like, let's get better, let's work really, really hard, let's play basketball the right way. Um, I push them and they take it, and we, we love each other, we're, we're together, we're through the good times and the bad, and, and we just have a really, you know, tight program, and I think that that's been able to, to you know, the outcomes have been you know, successful because of that.
0: You guys don't play again until uh, this upcoming Sunday afternoon at Minnesota. Uh, what's the what's the week look like for for you and the staff and, and the players?
2: Yeah, today was an off day, uh, and they just really they they took care of their their bodies. They came in, they got treatment, recovery. Um, some of them got you know a workout in an optional workout in if they wanted to, not with us uh, as coaches, um, but. You know, so really it was just a, a rest day. And now tomorrow we'll practice uh, the next two days and then we'll have another day off on Thursday and then we'll be into our two day prep leading into to Minnesota. So this is a week, actually, it's kind of nice to have our bye week uh, when we're not in school so our kids can really get some good rest, especially because we're not, you know, we're, we're not the deepest team around. So our kids are logging a lot of minutes. And they need they need some rust.
0: <laughs> Got a uh, question in the audience from a young uh, Cub reporter. Lauren Tate has the microphone.
3: Uh, once upon a time, uh, we had a coach here, a women's coach, who uh, had trouble with the uh, full-court pressure against her team. And she took, uh, I remember, a practice the next couple of days. She had five or six guys, I say five or six, six or seven guys guarding them full-court. Have you ever tried anything like that? I mean, to put extra people on the court to make it more difficult and, and, and maybe learn how to break a press?
0: Lauren still has some eligibility left. For TV. <laughs> he's,
3: he's volunteering to do this, clearly.
2: No, we – I've done it before, um, just in defense in general, to, to put six or seven you know, people out there. And, and you know we had, we had our guys, our practice players, you know, try to simulate their press um, – You know, leading into Ohio State, but it's always you can you know you can try to simulate it, and our guys are a lot longer than than what Ohio State really is. But it's still different. You know, it's different. It's different when there's pressure on you. There's different when there's seven thousand screaming fans, um, and 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 you feel that, and it kind of suffocating. Um, So we handled it really well, except for that stretch that really hurt us, and we had about ten points. Um, you know that that directly were layups from it. So, you know we we were prepared and we just didn't execute at a, at a high level. So we're gonna uh, we learned. I learned. I, I know what we need to do if we see them again. And we're gonna see a lot of pressure uh, going forward. So we'll definitely be better and 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 learn from this. No doubt about it.
1: We are talking to Shawna Green at the Esquire in downtown Champaign Need to take a break at five seventeen. We'll have more conversation with Shawna. Any other questions, raise your hands. Phone line open as well, 217-356-9397. Monday night Sports Talk, hour number two, continues in just a moment.
0: You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. This is Brian Barnhart. Join me on Tuesday morning. Penny for your thoughts will be live in Lincoln, Nebraska, for Illinois basketball, 9 to 10 for the show. 10 o'clock, it'll be Paul Rudy's On the Money.
1: We are back at the Esquire, downtown Champaign, and if you're a fan of local artwork, I'd like to tell you about an event coming up at the Esquire, it's called Pineapple Fest, on Saturday, January 21st, they'll have food and drink specials all day long, as well as locally made art and treats, and a band in the evening, those are all locally made goods, and it will be cash only on January 21st for Pineapple Fest, here at the Esquire. You guys look like Pineapple fans. We got a a question right here.
2: Hi, Coach. Hey,
3: So, so yeah, I I noticed we outscored Ohio State in the paint, and we also out-rebounded them, and yet we shot 11 free throws and they shot 32. That seems to be kind of anomalous. Usually the team that scores more in the paint and is... Mm-hmm. You would think. You have any thoughts, comments, observations?
0: The uh, Big Ten officials usually listen to the show. They don't. Uh, no, they don't.
2: Uh, I'm not going there. So, <laughs> I mean, it co- it really comes down to you know the turnovers and and they scored off those turnovers and then free throws. You know, it do- it does. It's that's the you know that's the points that we had about breaking down film. You know, we had about ten ten points that they had you know layups off of our turnovers and you know all turnovers are, are not the same if you can have some dead ball turnovers it's a lot different even those ones that we threw you know into the first row of the 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 crowd that's a that's actually a better turnover because they're not getting a, a layup from it so but I mean that's again that's why Ohio State is is 17 and 0 it's why they're a final four you know contender uh, because that that pressure, it's real, and, uh, and they go in waves with it. And, and then that pressure also will wear you down. So some of those shots, we had great looks down the stretch that we've been making all year, and, and they were a little short. So it's kind of that cumulative effect that – You know, the pressure, it wears on you, it wears on you. And usually that's what we say, that our identity is, the pace that we play at. uh, We want that cumulative effect to come in, and and other teams are tired. And I just thought we were a little short on some of those shots late in the game that, again, we've been making all year. So uh, they're a great team. I give them a lot of credit, but uh, we, we had our chances.
0: Got another question in the audience right here.
2: Hi, Coach. Hi. Are you wearing those fabulous four-inch stilettos so that you're face-to-face with or towering over the officials every time you need to have a little talk with them? The official in the Northwestern game, literally, I'd almost, like, get down on my, like, I had to bend down to talk to her. She was so sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not complaining about how now we can dress down a little bit and I don't have to wear heels every game. It saves my my feet a lot, but... Uh, you know, it's you got to pay the price sometimes, and, and I don't. I, I've always done it. I've always worn heels, um, and I'm a, I'm a shoe person, so I enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you. I noticed. You. I noticed in uh, the locker room celebration after the Iowa game, you changed your shoes yes. before you did that little <laughs> dance, right? <laughs> Those shoes, after that game, came off or as soon as I. I think I got in the tunnel, and those things came off. Uh, those were not comfortable. So <laughs> you can't gritty in heels. You, you right. got you got you got to have sh- nice, comfortable shoes on.
0: <laughs> how how much? How much did your son help you with that dance?
2: I think he's getting a little bit more credit than you know what he probably deserves back there, but. Uh, now he does it all the time he actually i don 't know where he got it because it 's not he didn 't get rhythm from me, but he 's a really good dancer so uh, he he taught me a couple things and and told me do all those little and then we didn 't talk about it for a while and then I forgot about it and soon literally as soon as we won and, and after we went through the handshake line. The girls are on, like, at half court saying, gritty, coach, gritty. I'm like, I am not doing it out here <laughs> and in front of all these people. Little did I know, I forgot about social media, and then it's everywhere. I'm like, oh, shoot. So uh, you can't, these guys don't, they'll forget stuff that I tell them to do on the court, but they will not forget that I said if we go 2-0, I will gritty.
3: <laughs> coach, you talk to your team about being ranked. Have yeah, you talked to them about the NCAA tournament? Is that something that comes up a lot or not at all?
2: You know, it, has, it hasn't has come up a lot, but now that we're, you know, progressing, we talk about it because I that's how I've always been with our okay. teams. You know, we talk about I want them to understand. I want them to understand what's at stake you know I want them to understand where we want to get to so that was never a topic until you know lately because I want them to understand that every game is a critical game when if you're competing for postseason you know bursts and and wanting to to do something that hasn't been done in a long long time so we talk about everything I just believe it's better to be open about it and and let's talk about it because some of these guys haven't they haven't done it Right. Right? You, like, no one's done it besides three people on our team have been and played in an NCAA tournament.
3: Are you personally, do you really like a challenge like you're facing now, just in terms of all of these firsts you've had? Is that something in your nature?
2: I mean, that's why, really, there was something that I felt that I was just ready for a challenge. Okay. And, and that was why I made the decision to come here. Um, I will. will say that this has been. <laughs> A heck of a lot better first year than maybe what we thought it, you know, because okay. you never know, you right. you never know. So, um, but no, I think that you got to take some some challenges in life and, and take some risks, and and that's why that's why I decided to come and take this job.
0: Got another question in the audience?
3: Hey, coach. Hi. Hey. Um, tell us a little bit about your staff and where you guys originated from, and how it all, whether you were together at Dayton and or before.
2: And, yeah. Um, our staff, we have all been together besides besides Justin, who our video coordinator is the, it, I kept him on from last year 's staff otherwise everyone now on and then caleb i our ga um, he was not there at, at Dayton, but otherwise, all the assistants, we had worked together before. Um, Jenna Jaconi obviously played for me at Dayton for six years and now she's on staff. Emily Durr was on staff. Maya was our ops person you know, at Dayton for two years. Um, so I really believe that having a staff that all knows each other and that have been together, I really think that accelerated. Uh, and there they walk in right there, Justin and uh, Jenna. <laughs>
0: Good timing. So, yeah, that was great timing. Was nice.
2: just, see, we're all on the same page right there. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that it's allowed us to, to really, like I said, accelerate the process when we just hit the ground running. Recruiting, we know what everyone, you know, what we, what we need system-wise. I'm not sitting there having to teach, you know, the staff terminology what you know how our system works they know it so we're able to really help our kids right away we're able to get out and, and recruit right away and i think that and then the transfers that we had that we already knew them and had relationships with them i think that's kind of put us in a, in a little bit more accelerated uh position than if you just had transfers that you don't know even the the five returners you know that were here Kendall, I had a relationship with her because we had recruited her before. Jada, we had recruited her a little bit when I was at Dayton. I think those things, they're, they're little, but I also think that they can, uh, you know, build that trust a little bit quicker because we already know each other a little bit.
1: How much can you get out during the season recruiting?
2: It's it's hard, Um, you know. But our staff, we try to get out, uh, you know, as much as we possibly can. Out this week, you know, I'm going out tomorrow night, going up to Chicago to see someone. Uh, So this week, I'll take advantage of it. We also had to, I mean, just from compliance-wise, we had to use so many days. Uh, early on because we were making such a hard push for some of our 23s that now we just are m- kind of limited because you only get a certain amount of recruiting days so uh, that's kind of slowed it down just because we don't have as many days left but we had to go really hard at a lot of 23s uh, to try to you know to try to get that class uh, early on established.
0: How much are you going to sell this number 24 ranking and if you move up I'm sure that's going to be a talking point too when, uh, when it comes to recruiting.
2: It is and I actually said that I'm like you know I, I this is this is important for recruiting you know i got to look at it from the my recruiting hat and and especially for our illinois kids they think about it 23 years uh, no one besides one person on our team was alive the last time <laughs> that this team was ranked geo's 24 years old she was 1 years old when otherwise no one no one was alive i mean i said in an interview today i was a sophomore in college so i mean that's a long time ago. <laughs> so no one that has grown up in, in Illinois, none of these kids they've never they've never seen an Illinois team be successful in terms of a ranking, in terms of, you know, a championship. So they've never even had a thought in their mind that it was cool to come to Illinois. So we have to change that in the success we've had so far and and this is important in that regard. That hey, you know, it is, you know, they are moving in the right direction. And, and hopefully, you know, we got to try to use this as, as much as we can. But we got to get – we also – this isn't – we still haven't done anything yet, right? Like, we still have a lot of games. Uh, and in this league, you can literally – you can win any game or you can lose every game. It, it's that competitive this year. Got a
0: question in the audience? Where did you go to school and play?
2: I went to Canisius College in Buffalo, New York and, and played out there.
0: She was pretty good. She's still the all-time leading scorer out there and and, in the school's Hall of Fame, but I mean.
2: Again, that was a long time ago. You were, yeah. Twenty, 23 years ago. (laughs) Has
1: anything about this team to this point surprised you?
2: Just how, I I don't know surprised, but just impressed me how well they have gelled and, and how quickly, like, all these teams were are playing in the Big Ten, like you look at Ohio State and, and we go through, you're like, oh, yeah, they've been playing together for two or three years. They're a veteran team. You know, you look at all of them. You know, Iowa, they return every starter, you know, from last year. And, and then I look at our team and, you know, we have people from here, here, everywhere, um, and just how quickly they've been able to, to mesh and, and come together off the court and and on the court and, and that's been the most in, impressive thing for me and and again why we've been able to have some success no doubt about it
1: well the transfer portal certainly helped but that might be something you're dealing with every year you might have that same problem from year to year you know working new people in
2: yeah no the transfer portal you know in in this situation yet yeah, helped us um, but if you look around, sometimes this is, this is w- another thing about the transfer portal that why I think it helped us. Because we got we the we only have three transfers, but they're all people that either played for for me and, and our staff before. And then Genesis, we had recruited her before, so I knew exactly the type of person she was. I knew her family. I know her character. I know what she's about. I know what she's you know what she her skill set is as a player. So there wasn't a lot of learning. And, and sometimes you see some teams. Uh, in, in women's and in men's, you know, you get all these transfers together. Sometimes it's hard for them because you got to try to learn them and you got to try to develop a relationship. So it takes time. And I really think that the, the key of, of, you know, again, for us has just been like we knew those people um, before and we knew what type of people they were and players. We've got Shauna for another eight or 10 minutes. If you have a question, get your hand up here at the Esquire.
1: Again, the phone line is open as well 217. 217- Three five six nine three nine seven. On? On. Where are you in recruiting? Can, have you signed anybody for this year? Or can you talk about those now? Or yeah, we to?
2: yeah we've signed two players um, that I can talk about, and and you know, Corey Allen and and Gretchen Dolan, um, both you know high level players. Uh, Gretchen's from Buffalo, New York. Uh, she averages, I think it's close to like forty points a game. Uh, just an elite score. Uh, if, Five eleven, you know, wing and, and Corey, the same thing. She plays on a top one of the top high school teams in in Mount Verd down in Florida a prep school. Um, just an unbelievable player. Another strong, bigger guard. We obviously we need some we need some need some height. We need some size. Uh, we're still pretty small. Um, you know, when you see that yesterday, I felt it a little bit. We got in some foul trouble, and you know, Ohio State's their their guards are big, they're they're long, they're strong, um, and and we're just not that big across the board. So, which is even you know makes me more proud of how we've been able to uh, to you know have some success when we're pretty small.
0: <laughs> Obviously, I'm yeah. sure you would have loved to have gotten a win yesterday at Ohio State. In a weird way, do you think it's better for this team to not kind of have that, think they've arrived? Like you said, there you guys still no. have a lot of work left. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I figured you were going to say should. that. <laughs> yeah.
3: That
2: question I appreciate, yeah, no, I right. appreciate I was that. You. I need that positive outlook. Thank you. No I'm going to go with that. But <laughs> the competitor in me, no. <laughs> what,
0: what What is it, though, this week, just to, to maybe ward off some complacency? I'm sure that's kind of – you guys have obviously achieved – unprecedented heights here so far but like you said there's so much more so much more to do this season
2: it's really our mindset all the time is just day to day day to day put the work in you know remember the process the journey of what's gotten us here and and you know we talk all the time about you know our R's which is our responses and that leads to our outcomes so if we have good responses you know every day then usually outcomes take care of themselves so um and, and I hope I know we were all disappointed and we're all mad, you know, yesterday. So that I want that. And I, I challenge them. Let, let that fuel us. To, to work even harder this week and and to go out there and prepare and get better. Um, so this team, that's one thing I love about this team so much is is every day that, you know, they come and they work and they're consistent. And, you know, I know Brad has the everyday guy thing, but I used to, I've been saying it now, as Jenna knows, because she played for me for six years, we always talk about being an everyday woman and and – it's true and I try to get that across to our team not just about basketball but about life people people like consistent people and and people like people that are the same every day and work really really hard and do the right thing every day so that's just our mantra that's who we are that's what I want this program to be about so I know that they'll come and and we'll just work it's the only way you know I want this team to be a blue collar hard-nosed we're gonna outwork you we're gonna outwork you we don't care about anything else we're gonna do things that, that way
3: I've got a non-basketball question. Oh, God. Where are you going Football. <laughs> who do you got in the title game tonight, Georgia or TCU?
2: I want TCU, uh, but I think Georgia might get them. That's kind of
3: exactly what I think.
2: Yeah. I still, I like the, I always like the kind of the underdogs, so Go for TCU.
0: I don't know where to segue from that, Steve. That's, I thought uh, that was. That's, that's a good question. Thank Bob. you. Good no, that is, that's a great we question. A, we get an expert. Yeah, she knows what, more than we do. Shauna, when you were here back in April, and there was a great crowd when when you were introduced, and there's a a packed crowd here tonight uh, at the Esquire. You kind of talked about people coming out, uh, and you had almost five thousand fans for the Iowa game on New Year's Day. What's it been like seeing kind of the the excitement build uh, around the program?
2: It's been great, and I know our I want you guys all to know. You know, we feel it. Our players feel it. Um, you know, seeing even the crowds, have they how they've kind of just continued to build and, and be able to, you know, walk out, you know, for the Iowa game and, and that whole, you know, half and, and that lower bowl was full. I mean, that's what I had said. I think at one of the first games after the game, like I, I want to, you know, fill up this lower bowl and. And I still, you know, I appreciate it, and I still want to try to be better. You know, I don't want to be satisfied in that either. You know, like I said yesterday, um, Ohio State had 6,500. You know, Indiana was around, you know, 65 to 7,000. Michigan women the other day at Iowa had 10,000, um, you know, for their game. Iowa is, is selling out Carver, you know, and, and they're getting, you know, 12 to whatever it holds, 15th. I mean, so women's basketball in this league, it's – you know, the, the crowds are, are no joke. It, it is real. And I'm telling you, Indiana and Ohio State, I, I say this, and I will live by it, if those games were at home, how we played, I think we win them both. Like, those crowds had a huge impact, um, especially, you know, in, in both of those games. So, and I believe that our crowd had an impact in our win against Iowa. So we need State Farm Center to continue to to, to be full and – we need you guys uh indiana we need that place because it's it's our last as of right now in terms of a ranked team you know indiana's coming in next next week and and we need that place even more full than than iowa like we need to show if we're continuing if we want to be a top 25 program you know consistently we need the support and we need that home court advantage so you know, thank you guys for for coming out, but please continue to try to bring more people and, and bring everyone you can and and let's fill that place and and have just an unbelievable atmosphere in there.
3: Is this your first trip to Williams? Minnesota?
2: No. I I've been there before. Okay. I played there when I was at, an assistant at Northwestern.
3: And Columbus you'd been to I assume, yes. before. Yep. Okay. Is there a yep.
0: question there about? I was just curious.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: there were two quick questions. Yeah, that's right. So, when you were at Dayton, you played Ohio
2: State? No. No, okay. They, We always tried to, sure. but they really didn't want to play us.
1: <laughs> Understandably. Chickens. We're going to let you go, and these folks are going to give you the rock star treatment <laughs> here for the next few minutes, and Bob and Scott and I will, or uh, Bob it's and right. Matt and I, Scott's back here. Yeah, Scott Beatty's here. Scott Beatty right. helping us, as well as Tamara McDaniel back at the uh, you radio hear, station. You should hear
0: My wife calls me. It's fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs>
1: Did she call you Scott?
0: Uh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad.
1: So just, you might want to check into that. Hopefully she's you know. not
0: listening. So.
1: <laughs> we'll take a break. Shawna, thanks again very thanks, much. Cux. We thanks appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Shawna Green from the 24th ranked fighting an online women's basketball team. We'll be back with more here at the Esquire in just a moment. Stay with us.
3: You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Now at NewsGazette.com, Inside Illini Basketball, a weekly podcast with guest Bob Osmussen. Who is that happy on the sidelines Saturday?
1: We are back at the Esquire, downtown Champaign. We're with you until shortly before 6 o'clock, 217-356-9397 is the phone number if you'd like to join us. If you folks here have any other questions, uh, let us know, but we'll... Talk a little men's basketball, the Illini, Matt, coming off a win over number 14, Wisconsin, at a sold-out State Farm Center Saturday afternoon. It was good to see a Saturday afternoon game for a change, there aren't very many on the schedule.
0: Yes, exactly, and that was kind of the first impression uh, when the schedule came out back in the summer, was how many Saturday games there are, and uh, I know there's another couple road games coming up here in in a few weeks, but uh, yeah, the the Illini played really well, and they desperately needed to, and... Uh, I was joking with uh, with Colin Likus, one of our writers in the office, uh, ahead of the Wisconsin game after Illinois lost seventy three to sixty to Northwestern on Wednesday night. That this just seems like a game that Illinois is going to win by ten fifteen points, and okay. and lo and behold, they went out and and played well. Uh, they they showed some sort of half court offense setup, which was missing for for the better part of uh, the Northwestern game and. Made their shots uh, it 's funny how good a coach looks when team makes open shots like they did, and they just got after it defensively too and, and really flummoxed uh, Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers were missing their their leading score in that game, but still a, a pretty impressive win for for Illinois, given kind of the up and down nature that this uh, this season has brought about
1: and Northwestern went down and won in Indiana so you Tell me how you have the Big Ten figured out.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's uh, it, I think Purdue's Purdue's clear above everyone. They're they're the top team right now uh, in the Big Ten, and then everyone else kind of two through thirteen. Uh, I think Minnesota's kind of clearly the the basement of the league right now. But you've got a team like Rutgers that that beats Purdue in Mackey Arena last Monday night, and then goes and loses to Iowa on Saturday or on Sunday, and Iowa lost to. The best team in Coles County this uh, this winter in Eastern Illinois. Earlier this season, uh, stunning upset there. So and they beat Indiana. Exactly, <laughs> big um, comeback. Yeah, I'm, I'm been voting in, in the AP Top 25 the last few polls, and I uh, wrote about it at linehq.com this morning. You know, if it's an Associated Press Top 35, you could probably find Illinois and a bun and a slew of other Big Ten teams kind of in the mix. But right now, it's Purdue. Uh, Wisconsin still checked into the rankings this week, but that's the that's it for the for the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State lost twice. Maryland beat the Buckeyes uh, on Sundays. So it's just it's a really hard league to to figure out. So if anyone has any idea what's going to happen tomorrow night at, at Lincoln, Nebraska, I'd, I'd sure like to know.
3: I, I might know. I've been there. I've You're, been you're there. always right in your predictions, Bob. No, uh, well, I sort of figured the Wisconsin game would go like it would. Mm, it just had the makings of it. Did yeah, it yeah. felt like that? But I do think. I don't think they. I think Illinois should win in Lincoln, they but should. I also think they could lose in that game. They could. I mean,
0: Nebraska is much improved, much fi- better. At home. Finally, under yeah. Fred Hoiberg, it's going to be probably a sellout crowd. Yeah, at, at Co- pinnacle brink right. uh, arena, great venue to play at, and yeah, it's it's going to be coming a challenge.
3: off a win. So they they're coming off a win. They're more confident. Mm-hmm. The best game they've played all year by far. They beat Creighton by twenty points. I think in Omaha. So that, that's kind of that never happens. So I think they're better. They're, they're not what they've been the last couple of years. Fred Hoiberg has that thing fixed a little bit. So it'll be a game.
1: I think it'll be close by think think only wins. Close game. Purdue is ranked third this week. they still got four first-place votes.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the challenging part, too, is there's no one clear-cut, this is the best team in college basketball right now. I think you could take maybe five or six teams and say, this team could be number one or this team could be number one. Yes, Houston's the new number one uh, in this week's poll, but Purdue followed up their, their one-point loss to Rutgers with impressive wins at Ohio State and Sunday night against Penn State and a pro-Penn State crowd at the Palestra in, in Philadelphia. So they, they bounced back from that real nicely. So I could see them getting a few first-place votes. I had them third in, in my ballot. I had Houston number one. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a very interesting league right now, very competitive night in and night out. And uh, if you're Illinois, you, you feel better uh, after Saturday's performance, and then you hope you can can piggyback that Tuesday night out at Nebraska, and that sets up a potential. I, I'd imagine it most likely be another sellout, of a Friday night right. game uh, here at State Farm Center this Friday against Michigan State. Uh, it's always uh, always compelling matchup when those two teams meet.
1: Houston is number one, Kansas number two, Purdue third, Alabama, and Tennessee round out the top five. Wisconsin is 18th. Indiana is 29th, Michigan State 30th, Northwestern 32nd, Rutgers 33rd, Illinois 34th, and Ohio State 36th, so a lot of uh, Big Ten teams uh, getting recognition there.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if you can avoid the first day of the Big Ten tournament this year, I think you've had a, a, pretty, good, uh, a pretty good season. It's, it's just so competitive night in and night out, and right now it looks like on paper Purdue's probably the the favorite to win the league, but this also has the makings two of a year where it feels like the Big Ten champs can finish 14-6, and and there could be like a four- or five-way tie for first place right now. That's fun.
1: Bob, let's talk a little Illinois football. Okay. Recruiting, transfers, and such. They got a nice uh, four-star wide receiver commitment over the weekend.
3: Really good player. uh, LZ from Chicago, Simeon, who had previously committed to Cincinnati, got out of that, and then Became pretty obvious he was going to come to Illinois. It's a it's a big get for them because they need somebody to consistent to pair with with Isaiah Williams. So I think this could be that guy. I think he's a big play guy that could be a really a one two combination. I'm right about this for them all. He's going to really help them, and they'll and, get more guys.
1: And some other guys are announcing as we go along that right. they're coming back.
3: But I think most of them seem to be right. at this point. I think if we're going to if are going to go, you probably told them already. You probably, and I think what they're doing is like kind of a at the end of time. They're saying, Yeah, I'm coming out back. I'm coming back. Give them a little moment in the sun, so that's cool. And I think it looks like they're going to have a decent team back next year. Are they, are they a top 25 team? What
2: about Newton and Randolph? Have I think they're heard?
3: deciding. Uh, what? One of them is going to decide on Saturday, what I understand. But it, I, I think they're both coming back, what I understand.
0: We'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've got yeah, uh, you've got three starters on the offensive line that have been out there back: back. Yeah. Julian Pearl, uh, Isaiah Adams, and, and Jordan Slaughter, and uh, that should bode well. It does. It year. Helps. Even mind you, that the offensive line was pretty bad in the bowl game well, uh, against Mississippi State.
3: Yeah, a lot of that was kind of what was going on. Otherwise, I I just think that was a tough game for Illinois, given the opponent, the motivation on the other side. I could have won that game with a little bit more effective offense, but they didn't do that. So, that, to me, that's the big concern in of the office season is well, fix they, the offense.
1: They didn't have Chase Brown, obviously. Right, but that was big. I thought they could still – would have run the ball better.
3: Well, right. They, they it could. Well, mean, they have
1: 25 won. yards rushing or something like yeah, that it's, in
3: you, the game. Gonna, not going to anybody with that. So, yeah. again, played close, could have won the game. Had a last play that really didn't go well. Don't do that at home. Don't do that multiple la- I saw somebody else did that last night. Somebody Some pro team did the same thing. Oh, the Jets did. The Jets did. It, it's yeah. awesome. They lost. I love that. I do that every time. I love yeah. that stuff.
1: So they, they've got a transfer quarterback coming in from right. Ole Miss. Right. Have you uh, done much research on him?
3: A little bit. He is a guy that's not played a lot, honestly. Right. I think he's a guy that was really thought of well coming out of, out of high school but just kind of got stuck behind all the other guys at Mississippi. We'll see what he does next year. The good thing is for him, he'll be here in the spring. He'll get to be, get, get together with the coaching staff, kind of be there hand-in-hand. Hand. They'll learn together. Look out Myers' name. I think he sounds like a good player, good guy. We'll see what he does. Tommy DeVito was really special for one year at Illinois. It would have been big for Illinois to get him back. They didn't get him back, but I think they'll be okay if this guy can play.
1: The good news, Matthew, is there were a lot of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. The bad news is none of them played. <laughs> Very few of them played, so they're unhappy where they are, and many have not been given a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, uh, the ebbs and flows of, of the transfer portal. And uh, you know as it pertains to Illinois, I think a lot of people kind of knew what to expect out of Tommy DeVito because he built up a, a pretty solid base of work. Right in four seasons at Syracuse, one is the the main starter and put up some pretty impressive numbers. And then again, going into this off season, we know we have an idea at least uh, of what Barry Lunny's offense looks like is, throughout correct. the course of the season. That's right. There's a, there isn't all this mystery and and intrigue about uh, how many are they going to do a quick tempo? How many? It, it seems pretty balanced. Right. When, when you think of it, that's what they're going to do. And I think next year, as you look at Illinois' offense. I think what you maybe want to see out of the quarterback position is is just the ability to kind of hit some more downfield throws and, and really kind of open up the, the passing game a little bit. Tommy DeVito I think had those capabilities, right. but he kind of just dinked and ducked, uh, you know, teams all Plus over the field. Had Chase Plus Brown. He had Chase Brown. Yeah, Chase Brown. You're not going to work
3: Don't go away from strength. But exactly. with Illinois next year, I think you're right. I think they need to go to downfield more.
0: Well, and, and Chase Brown had an exceptional 2022 season, which we Great kind season. of foresaw coming right. based on his, his 2021 season. Reggie Love has shown flashes. He's not him. But it's not him. Josh but. McCray, as a freshman, did. But he's, he's coming a, off huge injuries. But not him. Caden Fagan, maybe, maybe he gets some carries. Aiden Lawfree, you L- we'll have to see that. You we'll have see to see it. that as well. But Play on I mean, local guys. I, I think Luke Altmaier has a chance if he can take control of the job and really make it his offense. I think he's got a chance to, to put up some some even bigger numbers than Devito. The, the key with Devito was is he avoided mistakes right. and he was accurate. Right. And those are two traits that hadn't really been common in a lot of recent
3: Illinois quarterbacks. Right. And have number one there is huge. Williams is just huge. Yeah, Just such an important player.
1: And don't rule out uh, a transfer portal running back.
3: Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's there's guys out there. Just question and find the right fit, making sure that guy's comfortable with coming here. A lot of guys are moving around. There's a lot of great quarterbacks moving around as well. I do know I was not going to be quite in on, on those guys. Maybe another year of winning or two. Then they'll have a chance to get those guys.
1: In uh, this uh, 2023 recruiting class, eight Illinois players right. coming in that. Huge. They're still hitting Florida very yeah. hard and, and such, but you need to get those Illinois oh, numbers up.
3: It's so critical. And I, I think in every sport, the better you do in the state, the better off you're going to be. You know? But I think football particularly because not only did you get those guys, but you get some walk-ons from Illinois that you might not have gotten that bass. So you're, you're going to have that that field of eight is going to expand over the next couple of months. So, We'll see more than eight guys come here uh, from the state, and I think that's critical.
1: So, Matt, what else is going on in the high school scene? Who's the best high school basketball team around at this point?
0: Uh, On the boys' side, uh, St. Joseph Ogden's looking pretty strong. Uh, Ty Pence, an Illinois State signee, is uh, close to 2,000 career points. Uh, They've got a big game. Tuesday night at home against Teutopolis. On the girls' basketball front, Tuscola. uh, The Warriors haven't lost a game. Uh, they're they 19 and 0. Uh, got a chance to go to 20 and 0 tonight. Uh, so that's uh, that's kind of going on there. And uh, some high school football news came out earlier today. There's a uh, two local conferences are going to merge in high school football. The Central Illinois Conference and the Heart of Illinois Conference are going to now be called the Heart of Central Illinois Conference. Uh, of course, starting in uh, starting in 2024. Uh, so there's going to be six schools from the Central Illinois Conference, which includes Alexa Tuscola, are going to f- merge with the Heart of Illinois Conference, which has got Fisher, GCMS, other schools like that. Uh, just for football only. And that's to kind of help with scheduling quirks and alleviate some of those concerns. Uh, just small school football kind of coming together and uh, we'll see how that works out. I'm just glad I didn't butcher the new conference's name. That's good right job. Away. Thank
1: you. It, it used to be you had to work to keep up with the Consolidation of schools, yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> the merger of leagues.
0: Yeah, the the conference realignment, in the high school scene, especially on the local scene, in the last decade or so is is uh, pretty pronounced, and um, especially with football. And until I think the IHSA comes in and and it adopts a district model, which has been floated about, which was going to proceed until they voted against it. Uh, I think you're going to continue to see these leagues just kind of realign and merge and. All sorts of things like that.
3: Who do you got in the title game tonight, Matt?
0: I just want a good competitive game that ends by about ten fifteen, so I can get it in the paper tomorrow. Okay. Um, I'd like TCU to,
3: That'd be cool. to win different, but it'll oh, also be
0: cool Georgia wins, too. Back-to-back national titles. Uh, yeah, I, I'll go I'll go Georgia.
3: A little preview. I got ne- Michigan number three. In, uh, in, in, in my final poll, they're going to be number three. They're okay. going
0: to be number three? They're going to be number three. Who's, nope. number, who's number one next year, Bob? Not born next year. Do you want to give it away? Or no, let's wait them tomorrow. All right, it'll be in tomorrow's paper.
3: It's it's not a Big Ten school. It's not a Big Ten well, school. It was almost a Big Ten school. I okay. changed my mind. Changed your mind? I did. Okay. I do that line.
1: What do you think Jim is going to do? Tell me in he's gonna 10 st- seconds.
3: He's going to stay at Michigan. Stay at Michigan. Yep. All right. I'm wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think he's gone
2: myself. <laughs>
1: that's it for Monday Night uh, Sports Talk, hour number two at the Esquire. Thanks to Scott Beatty and Tamara McDaniel. Thank you, Scott. For helping us. For Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, I'm Steve Kelly. Thanks to Shauna Green for coming out. And thanks to all you folks. By the way, we will not be here next Monday. There's a basketball game. But we will be here next Wednesday. That would be uh, January 18th. So that's next week's schedule. We appreciate it. On WDWS Champaign-Urbana News Gazette Prep Show up next.